This is HPR episode 1758 entitled, Cool Stuff Part 3. It is hosted by Curtis and Kins, C-Prompt, and is about 26 minutes long. The summary is, C-Prompt talks about some more cool stuff for you to check out. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. You know what you shouldn't do? What you shouldn't do is when you are working on a script or program or document, you should not keep the names too similar. What am I talking about? What I'm talking about is, is that I was currently writing a, a script to help me with a, a certain issue. Everything was going well. I started out like I always do, and I, I have this process that I go through whenever I write a script, um, and, it, and it's take a, a little chunk, and you know, I make it do this, and then I put that off to the side, and I started another little chunk, and I want it to do this, and then I put it together, and I make them both work together. Well, in the process of doing this, I take them all, and I start to put them together into one big script to make the final program, all right? Well, as I was working through this, I realized that there was an error. So I didn't want to overwrite what I was doing, and I wanted to save it, so I copied it and made a new one to work on it for testing, right? You can see where this is going to fall down quickly. So, I'm going through this test script, not my main script, but my test script, and I'm looking at the code, and I start to adjust it to fix the error, and I go back over to the command line part, and I fire the script, and same error. And I go back to the script, and I'm looking at it. I don't see anything, so I start putting all these print statements so I can see what the output is. I go back to the command line, fire the script, errors. Go back to the script. Well, I don't see what I'm looking for. What is it? Where? What, what am I looking for? Well, my habit is, is that whenever I go to fire the script, it's a Python script, so I type Python, space, and then hit the first couple letters of the script name and tab great enter fire well let's just say that my main script was called program or whatever well stupid me decided to name my testing one as 
program underscore test. It's the real name, but you get the gist. And so I was just typing PR and then space, and I was thinking that I was on the testing script, and I was actually on my originating script with the original errors. <sighs> yeah. So I am not going to lie when I say that I probably wasted a good hour or more firing the same script over and over and fixing errors on a different script. I realized then that I was really tired and I probably just needed to quit. So starting off the show with a quick tip. Don't name your documents too similar. Make them unique. All right, let's get on with it. So I got some cool stuff here. And I hope that you find it cool as well. I got three things, and I know that Ken likes to have as many shows as possible, but, you know, I got this thing about three. I don't know. So, um, yeah. Starting off, it is a um, website for podcasts. And there's there's a lot of them. So this um, website is called Radiotopia. Now, now, Radiotopia is part of what is called the PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. Um, and Public Radio Exchange is a, um, a, a society, I guess. Um, and, and I'll just read off, off their um, um, about. And it says that their vision is an informed society connected by shared stories and inspired to improve lives and communities. And our mission is to harness technology to bring significant stories to millions of people. So they want to take stories that are, are out there in the world and they want to share them with everyone as many technological uh, uh, means as possible. It's great. It's great. And um, they are also um, part of the, they, I think they get sponsored by the the Knight Foundation. And the Knight Foundation is, um, it's it, it's a community, it's a, um, it's a foundation to promote um, quality journalism. So it's, um, these, these podcasts, there's currently, there's 11 of the shows. And the whole Radiotopia um, is is headed up by their flagship podcast, Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, and that is a it's based on its architecture and design, and it's hosted by a guy named uh, Rowan Mars. The quality of this podcast is amazing. The editing and the way that it is meshed together with the people talking about the the story and the inserts of the the journalist inside the story and such it's fantastic if you've ever listened to something like radio to, uh not radio toby um um radio lab if you've ever listened to radio lab it's similar in that way how it's uh you know the, the interjection of the the person telling the story that it's based on and the, uh, the host or the journalist, uh, inserts in between there. It, fantastic. It's really good. And I know that it's based on architecture and design. And when I first read that, I was kind of, eh, I'm not really much into like architecture or anything like that. 
listen to it. It is a really cool, cool podcast. Um, it, it brings out those things that 99% invisible, 99% of the people just walk by this stuff, not even thinking about how it was made, why it was made, how it came to be those kinds of things. Um, some of the places that they have talked about, I have really wanted to just take off and just drive to these places to check them out because they just sound so cool. Um, so currently I only listen to a couple of the shows on radio Topi right now, but as I go through, I'll start to add some more. I'm sure. Um, right now, of course, 99% invisible. And I also listen to, um, the theory of everything. Um, and they're story driven, just like they're supposed to be on the, you know, it's radio Topi, the story driven podcast. So they tell stories on issues on, um, things in life. Um, 99% visible talks about buildings and stuff and places that you probably have never heard of or thought about. So great episodes. Great. So give those, get to pop over to the, I'll put the link in the show notes to Radiotopia. It's radiotopia.fm. Um, look at it. They have some, you know, you can listen to the, the episodes online if you want to just stream it besides, um, you know, adding it to your feed and stuff like that um, until you see if you actually like it or not. Give it a shot. I think they uh, might appeal to a lot of people out there. So next up is a program that I came across. Actually, I didn't come across um, this. It's it's an old program. I just now caught up the times, I guess. Um, I was looking for a... A, a new terminal emulator. I, I was an XFCE user for ever for a very long time. And so I just always used the default XFCE terminal. Just, it, it was there. So that was one that was on the little kicker that I just clicked on. So I used it and I started to use more and more command line programs. Um, IRC chat use RC so I needed a better terminal emulator, right? So I started poking around and stuff and needed one that was very configurable. Um, if you've ever used the XFCE default terminal, it's not real configurable. You can kind of throw some colors in there and stuff, but it's, you know, it's like two colors and not much formatting and blah, just, so it got old. So I needed something that was very configurable. I like to configure things. I like to tweak them. I like to poke at them and stuff until I get them just the way that I like them. And then I usually just leave them alone. So what I found was, and I kind of poked around on IRC and asked some other people what they use. And they, they use the same thing. Um, that is the um, XRVT. Now I went with the URXVT256C. And we'll get on to that here in a second why I went that way. So it, this is all based on RXVT and I had a hard time remembering the order of the letters until I found out what those letters mean. Okay. So RXVT. So the VT is, it, it stands for the VT terminal, which it's, uh, it's, it's wanting to emulate. See, it's a terminal 
emulator. So the VT terminal that it's emulating is called the VT102, and I'll put a link to the show notes, put a link in the show notes to this uh, VT102 terminal. And it's the, you know, it's the typical little green screen type of terminal that you would think of. Um, so the, that's where the VT stands for. The X, X Windows Systems. Yeah. Now the R stands for Robert because this terminal emulator was written by a guy named Rob Nation. Awesome name. So that's where the, that's where the letters come from. RXVT, it's Robert's XVT. Right, so it's Robert's X Windows Systems VT Terminal Emulator, right? RXVT. So after RXVT was written, um, a, a gentleman named Mark Lehman, Lyman Lehman, uh, link in the show notes, uh, so you, you can determine how to pronounce that name. But I'm going to go with Lehman. So Mark Lehman took the RXVT and he forked it and made it into RXVT-Unicode, or we like to refer to it as URXVT. And he forked it and he gave it some kind of tweaks here and there. Um, This is probably the one that you're going to find in your repositories or you're going to um, if you're a Slack user, if you want to compile it or whatever you want to do, uh, this is the one that you're probably going to be using more th- often than not is the um, the RXVT-Unicode or URXVT. Um, gave it some things like transparency, the uh, some Perl extensions and um, font support, um, things like that. Um, now, the URXVT, the way that you configure it, is I was looking for like a dot config file or in the dot config directory I was looking for a uh, rxvt config file or something but it doesn't you have to create obviously the dot x defaults file in your home directory and um, you can do a whole lot with the configure well I shouldn't say a whole well yeah you can yeah so you it's very configurable uh, fonts, uh, colors, transparencies. Now I'm not really into the transparency thing because you know the background it just gets in the way and stuff. So it's whatever. Um, but it's there if you want it. So the reason I went with the uh, 256C is I use Ursi, and there are. I like to have colors so I can see where things are different <laughs> so it breaks it so i like to you know i know that it's a terminal emulator and all that but I, I still need some color in there because i gotta have some type of association i guess so that's where the 256c comes in um i found that um the way to configure the colors and stuff like that the, co- like the color schemes um I had to have the uh, 256C, so it uses the 256 colors. Um, but there are some um, ways that you can configure RXVT or URXVT to use a, a theme. And so um, one of my sessions on my uh, terminal runs um, HTOP. 
so I can see what it is that's pounding away at my system to make it slow sometimes. Um, it's just kind of like a nice little monitor. You just kind of keep watch on it. Um, maybe I'll talk about that one day, HTOP. It's pretty cool. Um, so um, I use that, and it, the, you know, using the 256C part of um, URXVT allows me to uh, use a color scheme better, and uh, that way I can see kind of the organization of the, the programs and stuff. Okie dokie. So the last thing that I want to talk about and uh, introduce you to maybe or uh, or maybe uh, pique your interest in, um, I have a very strong love for astronomy. Uh, I absolutely love the stuff. Um, it, one of my favorite people to listen to uh, give talks or speeches or even read his blog and stuff is Phil Plate. Now, if any of you listeners out there, I've heard some of you all talk about some of the podcasts that you listen to, like the Skeptics Guide and um, um, Star Talk and stuff like that. And since some of you all do listen to those shows, I'm sure that you've came across the name of Phil Plate. Um, he is not an unknown person by any means. Uh, he goes also by the name of the Bad Astronomer. He's written quite a few books. Um, I put a link. Uh, to his Wikipedia article in the the show note, um, he blogs at uh, Slate.com, and he it's a really cool blog. Um, he's very active on Twitter. He posts some really really cool pictures of um, the the eclipses that just happened not too long ago. Some just random pictures of uh, the moon maybe in a really cool position or whatnot. Um, he gave a really nice um, TED Talk, which is actually a, a little scary. Um, I'll let you listen to it or uh, uh, watch it, and you can determine. Um, but it's um, um, based on um, how to save the Earth from cataclysmic events, I guess. Uh, so it's kind of scary to listen to him talk about how uh, there's something out there that has the potential to just slam into us and destroy us like uh, we go by the way of the dodo. Um, but what <laughs> so what uh, what it is about uh, Phil Plate that I want to actually introduce you to is this online videos, online videos, this, these videos that he's doing uh, for a, a thing called Crash Course, but it's Crash Course Astronomy, and these are little 10-minute videos where he explains something uh, in regard to philosophy, or philosophy, geez, uh, uh, astronomy, so, and he, he does it in such a way that it is so clear to you, you know, it's not like you're in, in a, um, um, in a, uh, um, a Harvard lecture or something and you're trying to digest all these, you know, crazy formulas and stuff like that. He explains astronomy things in a very clear way. And the way that he explains it is amazing because once he does it, you're like, Oh, that's so simple. When you, when you show it like that and explain it like that, it's so simple talked about why the moon looks bigger sometimes than it does um later on in the in the uh when when the sun when the when the moon is 
it looks like it's rising. Uh, you, see, you hear the thing about the big moon, uh, the super moon, or whatever they want to call it. Why it looks so big? Why we perceive it that way? You know, the moon is always the same size. The moon is not getting bigger. So he really does a really nice um, uh, show video on why we perceive it that way. So I'll put a link to his um, his blog, and in his blog he had uh, he has links to the the videos as well. Um, but I also put a link in the show notes to straight to his YouTube channel for the crash course on astronomy that he does. So give it a shot. Um, if if you have any interest in astronomy or anything like that, or maybe just why things are the way they are, um, then give it a shot. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of y'all will find it very interesting if you've never, um, never checked it out before. So, so there you go. Some kind of cool stuff that, uh, that I've came across and started using and, um, have enjoyed so far. We got Radiotopia. Lots of really cool podcasts. If you're looking for something new to put in your podcast feed, hop over to radiotopia.fm. Um, if you're looking for a really cool terminal emulator, URXVT256C. Um, awesome stuff. Um, I might do a show next time on, on like using screen. Um, anyway, so uh, the third thing, Phil Plate's Crash Course on Astronomy. Excellent, excellent stuff. So give those a shot, and uh, hopefully you'll find some interest in them and uh, be able to start to use them. And until next time, this is Curtis in North Carolina. Thank you very much, and have a great day. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.